Do you ever find yourself awake at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night or on the weekend or weeks after things are due, opening your mail or doing administrative tasks that are just draining to you? If you're like most small business owners, that's probably happening for you quite a bit. But in today's podcast, I'm gonna interview Aaron Kaufold, our senior executive assistant at Ramblin' Jackson, who's worked with me for three years to talk about how someone like her, an executive assistant, could free up time for you, the owner of your snow and landscape company, and how this would help you and your employees and your customers have a better experience. Plus, Erin's gonna share her favorite Ramblin' Jackson core values, what she loves about this job, which is interesting because I wouldn't want to do her job and she wouldn't really want to do my job uh, and what to look for when you're recruiting or hiring for someone in this role. Hey, it's Jack Justice. Welcome to the Landscaper's Guide, where we share inspiring sales, marketing and leadership content. Most of my snow and landscape clients struggle to hire and retain the right office staff. And I can tell you that having an executive assistant on your team could be a tremendous asset to you. And I hope you enjoy today's interview. And if you do, make sure you subscribe at landscapersguide.com slash podcast. So you get our weekly podcast email newsletter, invitations to upcoming events and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Landscaper's Guide. Today, I'm excited to interview Ramblin' Jackson's senior executive assistant, Aaron Kaufold, who, you know, has worked with me for three years. We were just talking about how we've been working together for three years, and in some ways, it seems to have gone fast, and in some ways, it seems like ages ago that we interviewed because it was during COVID and everything when we started, and I'm excited to have you on the show, Aaron, uh, because really i believe that our clients the people listening snow and landscape companies could really benefit from having someone like you on their team and they may not have ever even thought of it so first could could you tell us what is an executive assistant what what is what do you do right yeah well i'm excited to be here thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it after being behind the scenes for so long it's nice to be on this side of it so it's it's fun. So thanks so much for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, the executive assistant role, what what I love about it is it can go to all industries. It's skills that you can do at an accounting firm, at a marketing firm, at a landscaping company. So um, the basic goal of an executive assistant is to free up the time for the executive or the owner. So just to get that owner a lot of time to think about things like strategic picture, big time ideas for the company so that the executive assistant will take care of the other details, um, calendar management, sort of inbox management, kind of travel logistics, things like that, things that the executive assistant are good at. And a lot of times the executive or the owner doesn't want to do those things. That's not their strength. You know, the owner's strength is to get a vision for the company and the executive assistant helps get that vision in, implemented. I think that's a great summary of that role. And one of the things that I wanted to chat about is why, why do you enjoy doing this? Because you mentioned um, that you enjoy doing things that the owner of a company typically doesn't enjoy. And I know from my experience, um, 
I, I, I often before I've gotten used to asking for help from you um, or other people on the team, but a lot of times I'm asking for help with things that I really dislike doing and I feel bad doing them. And then I, you know, and I think a lot of people feel this way and then they end up trying to do it and you push it back to these are the things that you do at nine or 10 or 11 o'clock at night or on the weekend uh, when you're exhausted and then you do them poorly and then they drain you even more. And so the idea that you would ask somebody else to do that feels bad because you're assuming everyone else would also hate to do them, but, but they don't. So can you talk, to, can you, what, what's great about what you're doing? Why do you do it? You've been doing this for, for how long? Oh gosh. Oh, for a while, probably too long to mention, okay. <laughs> um, but you should never feel badly about asking me to do things because it is what I enjoy to do. This is what I signed up for. Um, and kind of the way that I look at it, you're strength is the vision and the strategic thinking. And that's what your strength is. And my strength is keeping things organized because that's what I like to do. Um, I kind of look at it from, I'm have a service heart. I lead from service and I look at the role as being of service. So I want to be of service and, and how can I support and take care of people? Um, I enjoy working with people. I enjoy keeping them organized and on task. Um, I like to problem solve and every day is different with the executive assistant. And that's one of the things I really like about it. Things come up every day that are unplanned for, and that just keeps me on my toes, keeps me busy and keeps me interested. Um, I enjoy being a strategic partner and I strive to add value. Um, and I've, I've really noticed that recently I enjoy working with entrepreneurs. I've been working with entrepreneurs the last seven, eight years, and it's just different than the corporate world. And it's exciting to me to see an idea from an owner get implemented and be part of that and see the growth. And it's just, it's really exciting to me. Well, you're really good at it. And, and, um, I'd say you're a key part of the client experience. And so many people listening may not realize that when they've come to the Landscaper Summit and they've gotten the gift box or when they've received our marketing toolbox with a bag of beef jerky or the various gifts that we send people, you know, Aaron is, is ultimately the one making sure that that happens. And one of the things that I really enjoyed was um, I think it was Chris Algren actually is our client and he came to our landscaper summit a few years ago and he got his gift box and he said that he felt like a kid at Christmas. Mm. And so um, one of the things that I do not enjoy doing is gift wrapping <laughs> or um, like, <laughs> like you should see the gifts that I wrap for my family. I love giving gifts to people and that's why it's a, key part of my vision of the company is is this experience that we have and it has gifts being sent to people that are thoughtful and they're sent at the right time and i also don't really want to deal with like what address are they being sent to and i just need to know that they're going to arrive there at the right time and so you you manage that um and i wanted to ask you know now that you've been here three years, you know our clients, you've met them, you've you've seen them. How how could someone like you, an executive assistant, support 
a landscape company. So for the people who are listening, it's summer, right? They're probably bombarded. It's hot. They're stressed out. There's a million different things going on. How could an executive assistant help someone like one of our clients? It's all the things we've talked about. It's the freeing up of time is, is the big thing. It's helping the company run smoothly when it's so chaotic. An executive assistant can bring calmness and a steady, steady hand to everything. Um, they can take on special projects. They can do calendar management, inbox management, um, book travel. And the executive assistant also has a hand in building company culture. They can um, organize company events or keep track of employee milestones. And all that just is something that the owner of the company doesn't need to be doing. There are other things that they can work on. So you've worked at Ramblin Jackson for three years and our core values are a big part of how we recruit people and how we retain and coach and, and expand our team. I was curious, you know, which of our core values, if you could pick one or two, come to the top of mind as most meaningful for you? They all resonate with me, uh, without a doubt. If I had to pick, I'll pick two. Um, create profit and results with integrity has got to be the number one reason I was attracted to Ramblin' Jackson in the first place. And you know, the whole company is rooted in integrity and Jack, you lead with integrity. So the whole team does as well. And it includes being transparent. We're transparent with our clients and internally, Jack, you're transparent with the team. And it's all about being accountable and admitting mistakes and that sort of thing. Um, it just makes us a more solid company and we're known for, for acting with integrity in the market. And, and that's huge. That's huge for us as a company and for our growth. Um, the other one is grow or die. I'm, I'm kind of a curious person just by nature in general. And I learn new things every day and I really enjoy that. So I enjoy the book clubs that we have at work. And um, I'm so thankful for you for being supportive to me and my growth, both, both professionally and personally. Um, I've joined two executive assistant groups, as you've known. Uh, I just love learning new things from, from that group as well. And our team, our team is great. We have a tremendous team at Ramblin' Jackson and I learn and grow from them all the time. So it's, that's probably the, the biggest joy working with the team and learning from them. I, I agree. I love working with the team too. I'm always, I, I, we have an awesome team. Like yeah, we really do. Like I know I own the company and everything, but it is a cool place to work because of the Absolutely. people who work here. Um, and you're a key part of that. So and people push, people push each other in a respectful way, but, and it, I, it pushes us to grow yeah, as a team. I agree. I think we're, I, I think we are still a small business and, um, innovating and there's rumbling happen is what, what we call it. And ultimately it's rooted in serving our clients, which, you know, create profit and results in, in with integrity is a balance of the people here, our clients, and we have to be profitable because we're not some venture backed startup or whatever. It's like, we're, we're a small business like our clients are. So we have to be profitable. Um, and grow or die, yeah, is, is largely about, I see, learning and continually um, improving yourself. 
And you, I, I wanted to acknowledge this core value with you and talk about it because you just went out and joined those groups on your own and started reading some books. And I mean, because I, I, frankly, I don't have a lot to offer you about how to be a better executive assistant. <laughs> I really just need your help. <laughs> but, um, well, I'm sure there's things that you've learned from me and from the other Ramblers, but I, I like that you went out and found those groups, you know, so we just actually just minutes before this had the landscape executive mastermind where our clients come, our wild frontier clients come and Jeff Riddle presented on um, sales tax in Texas, which was really fascinating and to learn how different sales taxes for landscapers around the country. So I'm always learning. What are you learning, I guess, from your from your two groups? What are maybe some of the things that that you've you've gained from that you know there's so much every, every time we get on a call you just can learn so much and what i love about the groups is it's people from all industries people from all over the country and even international people and so you can learn uh, different approaches how different eas handle certain things um it, it's it's so great i think the biggest thing that I'm kind of still working on is that I've learned from the group is learning to separate my self-worth from the work. So like I'm a perfectionist, I'm a people pleaser. So like if I make a mistake, I it's not that I'm a bad person. It's just that maybe I had a bad day. I didn't have all the information I needed or something like that. Um, that's a really big, important thing that I've learned from the group for sure. And it just, you constantly need to reinforce that because it's so important um and sort of like in tandem with that is the notion of serving the work for the sake of producing good work right and not for people pleasing and that's really important also because mm -hmm. you can't be tied to the people pleasing part of it it's just creating great work that you can be proud of yeah i i think you know a couple things there so on the separating your self-worth from the work is really important. And one of the ways that I try to coach Ramblers to do that is we have, we've done the IR exercise from Sandler, which is the, the separation of your identity and your role. And also they are closely aligned, but you know, if you're, if you're not performing in your role, if you let it, if you take it too personally, um, then it can really hamper your confidence and how you feel in your identity. Um, but there's also a balance of doing a really great job, mm -hmm. right? Um, but but I think sometimes we all make mistakes and we need to look at them as the work and improve it. And as long as it's improving, I don't I don't think it should impact your and you can learn that's how you learn and grow from mistakes right and and um i was thinking about um we're gonna we're sending out an email about when i was a milkman and um i i it was a really great experience doing door-to-door -door sales because so many people told me no mm -hmm. um and and it was it was like armor building for me to just go out and like hear no 90% of the day. And I, at first it was like kind of crushing, but then after a while I was just like, cool, 
you don't drink milk? No, no, I don't drink milk. Okay, great. Well, you know, nice to meet you. Like, it had nothing to do with me. It has nothing. They they didn't buy milk. They just don't drink milk. <laughs> so that's how I try and think about some of these things. And I get a lot of, you sometimes see the stupid comments that we get on social media from people being nasty. And I've found a way just to laugh at it or reply in a way that makes me laugh. Um, it builds resiliency, doesn't it? And it it really yeah. does. And and looking at it from a uh, making it you laugh is is the best way to do it. But it also, I also take the podcast and our producing quality content seriously, but I, I also know that when I get those comments, it's, it's not even really about me. It's, I'm just some guy on the internet that they're posting something dumb about. It's not, it's not even really about me. I feel like I'm playing a video game sometimes. So I think there's, yeah, I think there's a balance though of taking the work seriously enough and doing a really excellent job. And also, I think it's something that, you know, we've talked about this with uh, my, one of my professors from college about per perfectionism and, and, the, and the pursuit of perfectionism. And I choose to try and pursue excellence is how I think about it. It's how can I, how can I do excellent work? I don't know that it can be perfect. Right. That's a hard bar to live up to, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but it also is inspiring to me. I enjoy doing things well and um, related to the topic here of having other people on your team that allow you to focus on the things that you do well so you're not tired and strung out and just maxed out allows you to do things well. And, and having someone like you on the team, they would love doing the things that you're not good at doing those things really well. So it seems really obvious, but I swear most people struggle with the idea of accepting help from someone like you. Well, it's sort of a leap of faith in a way, too. You have to really um, develop a trust to be able to do that. And you have to want to level up to the next, the next level, really. If you're going to grow your business, you need to have people around you that are going to support you and be able to organize things and have things run smoothly. Uh, it's just essential to grow your business. A lot of it just kind of makes sense in any business of having a hell yes customer, having a process allows you to to bring in people and, and scale and, and ultimately deliver, deliver a good client experience. Right. And the executive assistant can help build the processes and make sure that they run smoothly. Um, Aaron, do you have questions for me for the podcast or anything? What was your trepidation to, to getting an executive assistant? Was there a sort of fear of letting go of doing all the thing and wearing all the hats and that sort of thing? I think it was, um, there was a financial concern of, you know, getting started of, you know, like you, you know, how do you take on the overhead of an employee that isn't like billable? right is something that I think a lot of people think about it's like I'm not going to charge for the you know like you're not doing billable work per se the way to look at it is that the executive assistant is saving your time so you're getting your time back is the key to it well so that is part of how I made the decision was actually there's one page of Perry Marshall's 80 20 sales and marketing book 
where he talks about the value of the founder's time mm -hmm. and putting putting a dollar amount on it and what are the things that you didn't get done this week that were maybe a $20,000 an hour task. So there are certain things, not everything is $20,000 of value per hour per day, but there are certain things that could be and I, I literally started making a list of the things that I didn't get done. And I thought about the value of that to the organization. Um, so yeah, I think that was one of them was the financial concern. Um, and then also, yeah, trusting somebody else to manage my email. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of sensitive information in there. There's a lot of HR-ness to, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of not fun things <laughs> to, to receive or send emails about when you run a business. And so the idea partly of like someone else would want to help me do this, like is it's like there's so much just it's not like, I don't know, it's draining, awful. It's not. Yeah, a lot of it's awful. A lot of running a business is frankly awful. It's and no one, no one, not a lot of people talk about this. They talk about how great it is to be an entrepreneur and you can set your own hours and um, and so on. But there's also there's just a lot of things that are not fun about. I think work in general. I think everyone has aspects of their work that's just work and it it stinks. Uh, but then there's like a different tier of nonsense and HR and legal compliance and um, vendor issues, employee issues. And like this, so the idea of somebody else helping with that was, I think the bigger thing, at least for me, like somebody else would want to help me manage this. Right. Why right. would anyone sign up for, why would anyone sign up for that? <laughs> Well, they would sign up because they believe in you and they believe in the company and the vision, right? And everybody has their role. And so it's in support of that and in service of that. It's all about framing it. I agree. I agree. So a lot of that was head trash about right. what, what I thought people wouldn't want to do and that I couldn't afford it. And then part of it was just taking the step to doing it. And that allowed me that. So that was like maybe six years ago that I hired my first executive assistant through Belay. And that allowed me at that time to then focus way more of my time on sales. Right. And that allowed me to then produce more revenue. And then we continued growing with project and account managers and a salesperson and, a, and, and other salespeople. But um, so it was, you know, it was kind of like an investment that you need to make. You kind of need to like pay into it first. And then maybe th three to six, six months later, you get, you start to get a return on the investment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, totally. but, but without it though, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think there's a certain cap of what you can do all by yourself as an owner of a company. Oh, there's no doubt. You need to be surrounding yourself with a good team. So Aaron, what, what should people listening, if they're like, you know what, maybe I should consider this. What, what do you think are some of the traits of a great executive assistant? What, what should people look for? Somebody who's organized, somebody who's proactive, somebody who's strategic and they can think ahead, um, organized, empathetic, open to new ideas, 
always willing to learn, always willing to do anything. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, we've talked about a lot of different things. If people wanted to network with you, how can they can connect? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Congrats again to Aaron on your three-year Ramblerversary. Thank you for working here. Everything you contribute to me and my family, to the Ramblers and to our clients, you're a tremendous asset. And it was fun interviewing you on the show. So everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed this. Hopefully you got some ideas about how somebody like Aaron could join your team and what to look for when you're hiring. My name is Jack Jostis. You've been listening to the Landscaper's Guide, and I invite you to subscribe at landscapersguide.com slash podcast so you get our weekly podcast email newsletter and more. See our show notes for a link to that. And I look forward to talking to you next week on the Landscaper's Guide.